1: It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football
2: to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're gonna break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Spadoni and Lubman in Fort Bonte and Don't worry everyone if you're just waking up. Happy New Year. They will be back. They will talk Niners. We'll have the Doobie Awards this week, Sammy. We'll be doing the Doobie Awards. We're working on that, yeah. Okay. I'll
3: be uh, efforting those together throughout the week, so that'll be a very fun time for me.
1: There you go. That's always a good time, so the Doobie Awards, can't wait for that. Uh, new dad, Joe Shasky, for those that don't know, he called us last week, and you can find that entire interview on uh, Twitch and YouTube. Search 95, five seven. the game, like, and subscribe there. But Joe, new dad, in the new year, very fun for him. He already thought he was not getting a lot of sleep. He's damn sure not getting a lot of sleep now, but it's a good good no sleep, right? When you get a new kid and say, you'll learn this if and when, or you may never know this. It's fine. I always tell people to say, hey, I don't so, know, Joe. I don't know. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> and God bless her too. I'm sure a lot of sleepless nights over there, but it's a good thing, right? It's a good sleep. You're taking care of it. Joe's had a it.
4: really good couple years.
1: He has. He's had a great year. It's been a great year for the station, man, and the show, the morning row. So good for them. Good for Bonte. He'll be back, too. We're crushing it here on the morning roast. The Niners, they're crushing it in the NFC. They get the win. They got the number 1 seed locked up, courtesy of, well, honestly, Mike McCarthy and Dan Campbell uh, just being inept, but the Lions losing. So, Niners, they got nothing to play for in this last week. The Rams, we'll see. They're still playing for seeding. Rams, by the way, hottest team in the NFC. They've won three straight. They're 4-1 and one in their last five. Is that the team? That's giving you a little bit pause about the Niners rolling through the NFC. That would be it for me. Because outside of them, I look around, Cowboys. It's not very impressive. Get the hell out of here with the Cowboys. No. No. and Detroit.
3: the Niners have nah. beat the Cowboys three times in a row, and not once in any of those three games. Where you're just like, I don't know, could they, could they get into this? I mean, obviously that divisional round game last year was pretty tough, but at no point in that game did I think the Niners would actually
1: lose that. Diggs not being there for the Cowboys changed a lot in how mm-hmm. I viewed that defense, and they, they're still good. But Diggs is always that X factor, and let's be honest, he got picked on a little bit in that game last year too. Then you look at the Lions, Sam. It's been a good story. It's been fun. I, I'm not buying them fully. Could they have a winner and upset here there? Sure, but I'm not. I'm not buying them uh just yet tampa bay new orleans we'll see who wins that division they're 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 inept offensively both those teams at times defenses are okay uh buccaneers actually played the niners decently um but again baker mayfield and co i don't think they have enough firepower there and then the eagles they're in shambles i mean they're talking about firing their head coach already head coach that took him to a super bowl last year was a fourth quarter away from winning a super bowl and now it's you know They're 11-5, and five and it's all hands on deck. Uh, do we order the code red? Shout out a few good men when it comes to Nick Sirianni over in Philadelphia. They're in shambles. And then again, L.A. Rams, Sean McVay, the only other guy, I know McCarthy's won it, different team, different thing, but the only other guy that beat you in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl, Sean McVay. He has your number when it comes to that one playoff matchup. Matt Stafford, he was there. Aaron Donald, he was there. The only difference this time around, if they face each other, though, Brock Purdy and not Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's got to feel a whole lot And you'll lot also
3: be at better. home, too. That's got to feel also be a, lot a it,
1: Well, that's a great point, although SoFi Stadium is not really a home field advantage. But I get what you're saying. It is different atmosphere-wise. You get to sleep in your own bed. Absolutely. Uh, Brock Purdy, how'd it feel last week when it felt like you let your team down?
5: I mean, just like what I said before in, in the other conferences, in terms of, you know, just feeling bad for, for my team, you know, and, and, you know, their mindset going into that game, everyone was ready to play. And I feel like I obviously didn't play up this, to the standard that I, I hold myself to. And uh, that's what I meant. Like, I just felt like I'd let them down. But they had my back all week. And to be able to come out in a game like this and get the ball rolling again and put up some points and, and defense do their thing, it felt good. And Brock Purdy, and we're burying the lead here.
1: Now, the all time passing yards record holder for the San Francisco 49ers in a given season, Brock Purdy. Doing it in 16 it by two, games.
3: By two two, two yards. yards. Yeah, that's right. He does do it in 16 games so you don't have to put that oh, well, he had the extra game asterisk on there too. Just so.
1: edging out Jeff Garcia. But,
3: you know, hey, that's just what game managers do. They just, you know, all they do is throw for the most yards in a single season in one of the most storied franchises in NFL history. You know, that's that's called a game management right there. I, it's... They're also
1: bothering you, the game manager thing, a little I just bit?
3: don't understand why people have to do that with him. Yeah. But you know what? Whatever. Keep doing it because it's not really changing anything. If at least Call, do a title, who cares?
1: I, if you you scream
3: game manager all you want, it doesn't change the fact that all this dude's doing is getting wins for the 49ers, and that's basically what he's paid to do, which is win football games. But... I, I, is Brock Purdy? Did he reignite his MVP case over the weekend? Probably not. I no. think Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar, kind of, just Lamar locked that. it up with oh that God. absolute video game performance against the Miami. Yeah, even, I think.
1: Let me look right now. Uh, I know the minus twenty thousand for Lamar to win it. He already locked it up. It's over. Yeah, it's it's. He won't play this week. They are already we not can, the number one seed. Uh,
3: yeah, lock, lock it in. in. You know, it, good for him. He definitely earned it this year. It's no, no, te- nothing to, to take away from Brock to finish in second to Lamar this year. Brock's going to be in the conversation for a while uh, with this setup that he has here in, in with the Niners and just the way he's playing, the way he's improving. I mean, this is a guy, again, I, w- w- what really blows my mind the most about Brock Purdy-Spadoni is that, again, the guy's 24 years old. This is his first full season. He is on a trajectory in a situation right now where he's only going to get better. Like, he has the mentality. Like, the stuff going on between his ears is there. Like, he is a legit quarterback already just with the mental makeup of how he plays the game, how he's able to you know handle the, the, the stress of having the pass rush come at him uh, during games. He plays the game like a guy who's been in the league for 10 years. Now it's just a matter of waiting for the physical attributes to really kind of catch up to the intangibles there. And if you're a Niner fan, that's what should excite you the most about Brock Purdy is that as good as he has been this year, as successfully as he has led the team this year, this dude's only going to get better. Like the next couple years, he's going to get better and better. And if that doesn't excite like
1: that. I mean, how is wh- much is better gonna look though? This is this is where I always get a little tricky because this guy's been an MVP candidate this year. I mean, winning the MVP, sure, maybe I'll have one of those seasons if he can keep it up. But like getting better than this, like how's that gonna look? Because I don't think he's ever gonna have this, you know, the the Tom Brady where he starts hitting the deep ball like the 50 to 60 yard bombs. I don't think that's in his repertoire. Uh, if you will. Well,
3: again, it could again, if you develop the arm strength a little I don't bit think more. That's gonna, it's, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe 50, 60
1: yard bombs, but I mean,
3: out again, out, what does that look like? That's Shanahan a very good outfits. question. It, yeah. That's going to be very interesting to see what that does look like. I think you're going to be seeing crisper games. I think you're going to be seeing him. Better for me for Brock Purdy means you're not gonna be trying to force some of these throws that we've seen him do over the year over this year that have gotten him in trouble. Uh forcing things like he did against Baltimore. Uh like the play I mentioned here at the beginning of the segment where he tried to force it down McCaffrey and almost got picked. That was really his only you know, really bad throw of the game. There's a couple other plays that I thought. I was like, I don't know what you're really doing there. Uh, one of them was what? He tried to get Ronnie Bell on that out route in the second uh, nice. in the second quarter there that ended up leading to a punt. I don't know what that decision was. He had IUK open in the middle or right on the seam there. But I mean, I don't know why you throw the ball to Ronnie Bell at any point. We can get in Ronnie yeah, Bell God, at some ring point. My oh, jeez. Yeah, ring the bell. Get off the field. <laughs> but anyway, you know, you know, better from Brock Purdy, I think it's probably just Crisper, you know, than There's not that much more maybe improvement in that sense, but... And that's kind of contradictory there, but you know what? A better Brock Purdy. You know what? Brock Purdy's just going to get better. I, okay, I'm curious sure. to what it's going to look like. It's going to be less mistakes you can't, there. You can't it's going to be just a more. Right. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think what does better look like because this 49ers offense is already so good to begin with. But I think that's why you have to get giddy because it's going to get better. But you have no idea what that better is really going to look like. And if that doesn't excite 49ers fans, it just you're going to see a level of of excellence here from this offense in the coming years from this kid that. You haven't really seen, maybe ever, in, at least in our lifetime, Spadoni. we got to get to break. So we know do got
1: it. No, it's all good. We're, uh, you're on fire. Uh, Sam Lubman alongside Joe Spadoni and for Bonte and Shasky, the morning roast. 888-957-9570. 49ers have clinched the number 1 seed in the NFC. Are there any concerns for you still? Is it the rest versus rust factor for them? We'll hear from Kyle Shanahan and his thoughts on all that on the other side, and that's what's coming up on the game, sponsored by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises.
5: One tree to have. you got arguably the best running back in the NFL, certainly an FBP candidate, McCaffrey. you got use check great fullback. Oh, they're going to change it up with a guy who's been a lead in rusher for Kyle Shanahan in his career. Pitcher. Second and goal, and it's Mitchell back there by himself.
3: Now, back to the Morning Roast with Bonte and Shasky.
1: Adam and Meen on the call there for Fox Sports. He'll join us at 8.30. Spadoni and Lubman in for Bonte. Hello, Joe Shasky in the Morning Roast. Here, Happy New Year to all of you. Good morning to all you beautiful people out there. Elijah Mitchell. 17 carries, 80 yards, and the touchdown. Nice to see Elijah getting after it a little bit there. Couldn't
3: come, healthy at, the, now. Couldn't come at a better time Absolutely to get healthy.
1: Need that, as Christian McCaffrey obviously dealing with a calf strain now. Didn't see him for a lot of that second half after getting that injury. And Elijah Mitchell, you know what? Picking up where he left off when healthy, a very, very good complimentary back. Physical, and he gets the touchdown there. Again, 17 carries, 80 yards for him. Here's his head coach, Sam Lubbin, talking about him.
2: I thought Elijah did a great job. You know what I mean? When Elijah's healthy, I think he's as good as anybody. He's been working to come back. He was close to last week and um, has had, had a real good week this week. And he was ready for the moment. And when Christian went down, he just came and took over. So I thought he did a real good job. And you'll see a lot of him and Mason, you
1: would think, heading into this matchup with the Los Angeles Rams again this Sunday. Niners, they're chilling, though. Number one seed in the NFC. And if you just take a big step back and just look at the landscape of this conference, Sam. The Niners are on top and they're not going to be looking back for quite some time. I truly believe that. With whether or not with their head coach, their quarterback, the skill position players, I expect them to retain Brandon Ayuk in the offseason. We'll see what happens. Wide receiver is always tricky. You never know. Debo Samuel all these contract, you never know. With a team in a franchise like the 49ers, they have been so damn good about retaining their own players when it comes to Nick Bosa, when it comes to Armstead, when it comes to Kittle, Debo, again, all these guys. Trent Williams, all of them. And then you look at the teams that they're going to be going up against. Again, we've already mentioned them. Cowboys, ha! Eagles, they're in shambles. They're talking about firing their head coach. You got the Lions, okay. Plucky. I don't think Jared Goff's going to be that dude, though. I don't. Rams? We'll see. Stafford's getting a little older. They're hot. They have a very young defense. they got a lot of young players. Cup, Nakua, they could be formidable if they go young with a quarterback in this upcoming draft. We'll see. By the way, young quarterback talent right now. Off the charts. Off the charts. I mean, C.J. Stroud this year, the rookie years he's having, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Obviously, Anthony Richardson getting hurt early on in the year. That sucked. Gardner Minshew taking over there. They have a massive game. Minshew versus C.J. Stroud. Win and win the division, right? Or win and get in at the very least. I think Jacksonville has something to say to that. Um, So massive game there. That was going to be on ESPN primetime on Saturday with Buck and Aikman. Um, But you just look at the young quarterback play as well. Penix last night. Man, he's a baller. Caleb Williams obviously winning the Heisman last year. Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman this year. Drake May out of North Carolina. Those top four quarterbacks right there. I think all of them are going to go in the top ten in some uh, shape or form. And then obviously you had Bryce Young this past year, not looking very good as well, the uh, nothing
3: looks good on the Carolina. Well,
1: Panthers I was going right to get now. to that real quick, and maybe I'll just do it now. David Tepper, what a clown! Absolute clown show. Owner of the Carolina Panthers. Throwing his beer, champagne, I don't know what the hell it is. A truly at one of the fans out there in Jacksonville. Are you kidding what you me?
2: What uh, you A truly? My God. fault, my fault.
1: What a just a tremendous piece of crap David Tepper is. That guy deserves to be just out out on his ass. Now he's a billionaire, I don't even care. But he, he's no, gonna billionaires get, care this about gonna, No, though. no, this is going to get swept on the rug and it really pisses me off. He's going to get swept on the rug because you know what? It always does when it comes to the ownership. But if I'm Goodell, I'm the other owners there, that's just such a bad look. And I know the league's full of bad looks when it comes to the ownership. Dan Snyder, uh, all these. You, there's so many. I mean, on the at. bad
3: look scale, like I'm, I'm not disagreeing with
1: you on this one. No, Spadone I understand. Because, there's, but more on the space. bad
3: look scale, this is very low on there. It's probably just. Give how him a do you call.
1: think he treats people behind the scenes? If this is what he does to a fan base, well, so, he's, so, you know, he's a billionaire. They don't,
3: they don't. They don't have to deal with. I don't care about the interactions. I don't care about. The but that's that's things. that's the part of it though. He's it's an like, that's owner of a franchise. That's the face of No one's going to chide in for you. Might get a phone call from from Goodell. Hey, David, don't do that again. Well, I'm gonna. Okay, that's. Fine. And then they hang up and then that's it. They move on because that's just how like well, it's disgusting. NFL owners could get away with anything. No, it's disgusting because it you know what? Like I look no at owners. Cares. I look
1: at owners here in the Bay. Joe Lacob never do something like that. Jed York would never do something like that. Like that's clown behavior. David Tepper, owner of the Carolina Panthers, throwing his alcohol all over a fan and fan base. Like, that's
3: just Well, just throwing your disgusting. beer on anybody is one of the It'd most low life things you can do. I mean, that's one of those things that Like I don't again, I'm I'm very anti-violence at games, you know, I don't don't ever advocate for throwing hands or any sort of physical altercation like that. But if I'm in a situation where I have someone throw beer on me like, that's... Like, like Dems are fighting actions. Well,
1: no, it's... it's well, it's actually... It's the very least like, that's it's one of the most... Dis- assault. is it not, right? That's like that. The uh, very I'm, least, I'm, that is... Assault. I'm not, not going to speak we're not gonna on get, legal matters. We're I'm not going to get into legal matters. I went to, I went to uh,
3: school of communications in Miami. They don't teach you anything That's all right. shout communications. But, um... No, it's just... It's a low-life, low-class thing to do. And, yeah, if you do that, like, you deserve to have your jaw rock there. You know, shout out Xavier McDaniel. Break, break, bleep, 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 bleep jaw. But... Yeah, it's, it's it's low class, it's stupid, it's just it's absolutely disrespectful and yeah, it's you know it, it, it's it's annoying because again it's, it's not going to result in any sort of punishment from David Tepper, I'm sure no one out in Carolina cares about it, I don't even know what people Carolina care about on a day-to-day basis The Tar Heels. Yeah, there Man. you go, that's all you got there. But, so yeah a low moment from a guy who should be better because again, like I don't, I'm sure you could say oh the fan was getting uppity, he was saying this and that and doing this and that, it's like bro you literally are a billionaire owner of an NFL team. Rise above it. Be better. You're I'm supposed
1: not, to be better, but and, you're not. And you know what? I think he had a hand in the Bryce Young selection. That looks like a flop and a flame. Not. I'm not really blaming well, Bryce Young. because, Because CJ Stroud, clearly, the better out of that matchup. It's not even close. But a lot of that has to do with the organization and stuff like that. And who's at the top of the organization? David Tepper. You brought in Frank Reich, and you fired him. After not even completing a full season. So not only do you have... A rookie come in with a dumpster with no talent anywhere around him. You've had, what, one one win all year? Is that what I'm looking at here? Two wins? Like, are you serious? Two and 14? You don't have your first-round pick. And now you're taking it out on the fan base. Grow up, man. Grow up. Sorry, I just needed to say that. It's a tremendous piece of you-know-what, David Tepper. Um, back to what I was getting at here when it comes to just the NFC, and that's another team at the bottom of the NFC and the Carolina Panthers. It's the 49ers conference now. This is what this year has shown me. When you got the head coach and you got the quarterback, and I'm not saying they're on this level yet, but you saw it with Brady and Belichick, and you saw it with Andy Reid and Mahomes. Now they're, things may be coming home to roost there in Kansas City. I think they are a candidate to be one and done. I'm not betting on that. I would never bet on that in the playoffs when it comes to Andy Reid and Mahomes because I know better, but that could happen. I don't think any of us would be shocked with their level of play this year defending Super Bowl champions or not. They just haven't been playing well offensively. But you look at what Kyle Shanahan, Sam, and, and Brock Purdy, and where this franchise and this team is at in the grand scheme of things, they could be going on a run here for the next five-plus years when it comes to ownage in said conference. Now, that doesn't always mean that you're going to you know, win the Super Bowl because I look at what the, eras, uh, what the uh, Green Bay Packers did, right? With Lafleur, with Rogers, And Rogers is always in the playoffs. Like, how many times were they the number 1 seed and he won an MVP? They just crapped the bed. Right? That happened a lot of, a yeah, lot
3: they, of times. And they got the one win early on,
1: too. Right? And, and exactly. And you thought, oh, man, they're going to go on forever. So it doesn't always work like that. But I think we're going to be talking about the Niners being in the mix for quite some time. And that's all you can ask for. Being in the mix. Being one... Of if not the contender in your conference.
3: No, I absolutely agree. And I think this is what this season is really about, especially if they win the Super Bowl this year. And that's why I I, I do think it the the fact that they have this the one seed locked up, the fact they can't take these next couple weeks and kind of get healthy for the playoffs, it does ratchet up the pressure because it like again, I've said that this isn't a Super Bowl or bus season, uh, and I still stand by that. I do still believe that it is a Super Bowl and try or try again uh next year. But to your point, I think you made last last week's bidoni. It's never going to be this easy again, as far as we know for the four I mean, it might. I mean, the the NFC could be even worse next year, but we don't know that. You know, we don't even know if we're going to be alive next Sunday. Thanks, Kyle. So, as of right now, though, like you have to look at it as it's never going to be this easy. But if you do win the Super Bowl this year then you have established yourself as the team in the NFC for the next few years. Uh, you look at what the Chiefs did when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Niners. The way we look at the Chiefs, I mean, even the Chiefs right now, you just said they could be one and done, but... like. Would you be
1: shocked if the Chiefs did somehow still As a starter, Patrick Mahomes has never at least gotten to the conference championship title.
3: Exactly. Think about that. Like when you have when you know you have your quarterback and coach combo locked in, you are set for the most like you are going to be one of the big players in your conference for the next few years. And with Brock and Kyle, if they do win the Super Bowl this year, even just getting to the Super Bowl this year, though I do think winning it would obviously be a bigger statement there. No duh. But you have a chance to really plant your flag in the NFC. And say, no matter what, you have to beat us. You have to be better than us if you want to go to the Super Bowl. Because that's how we look at the AFC. The AFC is, it's either going to be the Chiefs or whoever can figure out a way to get past the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, they had a bad year this year. Uh, with all the drops, it's been historically bad in that sense. You can't expect that to carry over to next year. you got to figure next year you're going to have some positive regression there. You're going to see some less drops. Oh, well, they'll go after a wide receiver. Oh, you and, can they're ab- that. and that's before you get to yeah. the fact that they're going to pick a re- wide receiver in the draft. They'll probably make a trade for a wide receiver, bringing like a veteran guy to help out. Uh, because to your point earlier, you know Travis Kelsey, he's not going to be elite forever. He's, what, 33 years old right he's now? Old. Yeah, more than
1: that. I think he's like 35, isn't he? 33,
3: 34. He's, he's old in NFL standards. Uh, you probably got maybe a year or two left, if anything, of elite Travis 34. Kelsey, if you're lucky. Okay, 34. So, I mean, it's the, the, the sun is setting on Travis Kelsey being an elite option for Patrick Mahomes to go to. But the, you know they're going to
0: load up. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas...
1: It's that time of year. Cash the Ticket, Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from
2: football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And when the season starts next year, everyone's going to be saying that, you know, the Chiefs are a team you got to look out for. And that's what the Niners have a chance to get here this year, is to be in a position where every year teams are saying no matter how good we are, we are still measuring ourselves up against the class of the conference. And that is what the San Francisco 49ers are are becoming right now. And again, you win it this year. You are officially that class of the conference for many, many years to come. And it's just it's only gonna get better for the Niners, because as you said, they are very good at locking guys up. Brandon Ayuk, next man on uh, next man on deck. You're gonna get your big deal this offseason too. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Chase Young. Maybe they bring him back, maybe they don't. But the Niners have a perpetual machine of just dominance that's being built right now. And you're seeing, yeah, this this next playoff run, they have a chance to really just, just lock themselves in, be that team for the next few years, and it starts right there under center with Brock Purdy. It starts right there on the sideline with Kyle Shanahan and how in sync they are right now that's that's why you're feeling really good about them with the rest of the NFC because no other team really has that quarterback coach combo that you're feeling as good about yeah. as the Niners and, have with Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan.
1: And the only one you would say right now would be the Los Angeles Rams with McVay and Stafford. But, but even then, how getting much, older. Yeah, how much old. Stafford have left? I mean, probably not as much, but he's playing like an all pro right now this season. So that's again the one team that I'm keeping an eye on in the NFC. If I'm the Niners, is that Los Angeles Rams team which you'll be facing this week? How much is on the line for them? We'll see how it goes on and goes forth. But for the Niners, they've got things locked up. 888 957 9570, the number to call. Or text the Comcast visit line. also hit us up on Twitch and YouTube, powered by First Norcal Credit Union. Shanahan, you get a chance to watch the Eagles lose to the Arizona Cardinals.
2: Yes, that's why we're late in here. It was awesome. Didn't want to. Really tried to not pay attention to it. did not want to get our hearts broke, but um, we did right there at the end, and they pulled it out. It was pretty cool to see.
3: And uh, let me see. I think Wait, I have. Wait, he didn't want to get his heart broken watching the end of that Eagles game. Like, would it really been that devastating?
1: Well, he would have had to play another
3: week. I guess. Like uh, that. Yeah. So
1: that actually, honestly, like Shanahan's probably relieved he didn't have to. He's probably. Oh no, I was, yeah. yeah. I think they asked him uh, after the game or yesterday.
3: Heartbroken's a weird way to put that. They
1: asked him yesterday about the uh, the the no call. In the line or the, the the penalty call in the Lions game where you didn't report as eligible and stuff like that, he's like, yeah, stuff's tricky. We don't really do a lot of like a you know a low lineman reporting as eligible, but usually you talk about the rep. I was like, well, Shanahan really wanted to say, I'm glad they called it because I needed the Lions to lose that game, so I didn't have a lot to play for in the last week because if the Lions had won, they have obviously still playing for the number one seed. Niners they're chilling though because they have the tiebreaker now over the Lions. Cowboys, uh, Eagles, all those teams that are 11 and 5. Brock Purdy, how was it for you to watch the end of that Eagles game?
5: Yeah, it was sweet. Um, To be able to have that kind of moment, you know, I'd grown up sort of watching like TV clips and stuff of like teams together watching and celebrating another team win for for their case. And so for us to be able to do that, I was sort of just like taking it in. I was like, man, this is something that I've seen on TV growing up. And now we get to all cram into a corner of the locker room and watch on a little TV. So um, it was special. Uh,
1: You're going to notice the theme here. Brandon Ayuk, how was it for you to watch it?
5: That was fun. that was lit. I didn't even reali-
0: I didn't realize what they were doing at first. I saw everybody out there right in the um in the hallway after the game,
3: watching it, and then we all were in college office watching it just right now. But that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It's like it's the moments
0: like that, um, where we go handle our business out there and then we get an opportunity to just watch the rest of the league and let it play out in our favor, um, with another team getting a win. So that was pretty cool. A moment that will for sure I'll for sure remember forever.
1: I like uh, if you can hear that slightly. I have headphones on, so maybe you couldn't hear it in your cars or wherever you're listening. Someone's phone was going off in the background. Maybe it was Iuk's. Uh You can hear the uh, vibration. 888-957-9570. Philadelphia Eagles in shambles right now. And the 49ers, they're sitting high on top of the conference. Ain't it sweet, Niner fans? 888-957-9570. How confident are you about this team? Because, I, I, I mean, if I'm a fan right now, I'm, I'm riding high. I really am. I just look at the landscape. And I know things can change fast. Uh, life comes at you quickly. But you got that rest. So I'm, I'm trying to find a weakness right now when it comes to this team, Sam. And I'm having a hard time doing it.
3: Well, there's, there's two things I would say if they're going to rain on the party right now outside of just something crazy rain happening.
1: Rain is in the forecast this week. I oh,
3: love that rain. Um, I always Steve talk is. about rains. I'm always just like, oh, well, that's the last rain we're ever going to have. It's just those those years of drought and just, just absolutely scarred me for life. Uh, that's our weather segment of today. But uh, if there's... Outside of something just drastically happening, some wild, unforeseen upset, knock on wood that that, doesn't happen, that that doesn't happen, there's really there's two things I think really kind of concern me. One, we touched on already, it's the health. Um, like I said, you got through the season reasonably healthy, and the injuries you do have to Eric Armstead, Ambry Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, uh, they're not long-term, it doesn't seem like Kyle Shanahan's all that concerned about any of them. All those guys should be back, ready to go, full strength, Ambry's going to be playing with the club um, when that divisional round st- uh, starts up. So for the most part, you got everybody healthy, and you want that to stay. You want that to be the case, obviously, uh, going forward here the next few weeks, because. You look around the rest of the league. The reason guys, the reason teams are struggling is you got guys dropping like flies. I mean, look at Miami. Their defense is in shambles. They're tough. missing Bradley they're missing Chubb, their Chubb yeah. Jalen Phillips, Xavier
1: Howard. That's tough. That um, was a horrible loss and adding insult to injury there. Losing
3: Chubb in, yeah. in, in garbage time too. You know, there I was listening to uh, WQAM uh, five hundred and sixty. Our friends, our uh, Odyssey station out there in Miami on the way in, and they are complaining about you know the fact that Chubb was left in during garbage time, like. You know, when he shouldn't be there, and that's that's the worst when you lose guys on plays where they shouldn't even been on the field. So health, obviously a big risk there for the Niners, and you can't really predict that obviously, but that's one weakness there. McCaffrey's calf, absolutely something to keep an eye on though. Again, I know I said there's not a lot of concern there, but you know, the Bay Area calf injuries that you don't want to be uh, concerned about. You know, we've heard that story before with one uh, Kevin Durant. We don't mm. know how that went. I don't mean to p- strike that fear into you Niners fans. Don't I'm not you say- put that evil? I'm not saying that, that a calf injury is going to turn into an Achilles injury, but uh, right now, again, the, the news out of McCaffrey sounds about as good as you can expect. So that's that's a positive. Hold on to that. The health factor, still good for the Niners. Hopefully that holds up. The other thing I wanna I, I wanted to highlight here, and this is something I really liked about what the Niners did on Sunday, or or it's more about what they didn't do. They didn't rack up a bunch of penalties. So anyway, they have been one of the more penalized teams. They have been the most penalized team. Going into the last week, I think they had the 8th most penalties and the 10th most penalty yards uh, in the NFL, which is still a lot for a team that's at the top of the conference. Uh, on uh, On Sunday, though, I think they had, what, like, two or three penalties for like 30 yards like yeah, not a lot there there yeah. were not really any dumb dumb penalties there was i think you know one uh one bad like pass interference there or something like that you know Ronnie Bell had a hold there there's a Fred Warner i think jumped off sides at one point but for the most part there were no clean. killer penalties
1: very clean game and that that's from the top down that's Shanahan you know having a bad loss like that can't beat yourselves right that was probably what the message was heading out of that Christmas day loss to the Baltimore Ravens, just can't beat ourselves. If we don't beat ourselves, we're winning. That, I mean, that it's as simple as that for the 49ers. You cannot beat yourselves, and that's where you want to be. You can't say that for all teams. Some sometimes there's luck involved. Like for the longest time, I felt like uh, shout out Billy Joel. For the longest time, uh, if you played your best and you played the like, let's like the one team if you're the Niners for the longest time, it was Kansas City. That's the one team I always looked at. Like, if they played their best, man, I just don't think the Niners are beating them. Now it's, if the Niners play their best and play mistake-free football, no one's touching them. Yeah. Chiefs, maybe the Ravens. God, that's the one team right the now. Ravens, maybe the Ravens, it's tough
3: because the only film we have of them is of them running rough. And they just, kick,
1: like, they just kicked two Shanahan offenses back-to-back. That's a good point. Yeah, the AFC and the NFC. Yeah, Mike, and McDaniel and Mike McDaniel runs the same offense, and they are not fooled by any of that motion stuff. Roquan Smith was baiting Tua. I don't know what they were doing, by the way, heading into that. They had that two-minute warning. They're trying to beat the clock there. Uh, the end of the first half, and then Tua just—I fe- don't know what was going on there. Just uh, forcing it, but that's what Tua does. He forces oh, him, and he makes mistakes. Thank you, Mike McDaniel. There, uh, you're talking about health for the 49ers. Here's Shanahan yesterday on his uh, weekly media conference call, talking about good news on a uh, CMC's calf.
0: We're real confident on that, and uh, it was good news. Could have been a lot worse, so well, we're happy it'll take care of him this week, and hopefully he'll start getting to go during our our off week.
1: And that's that's great news. Hopefully that's just a what a grade one strain because there's three level of grades, and a, a strain obviously is a slight tear, as we know. Uh, shout out Dr. Nirav Pandya, UCSF Health, our ninety the game uh, mm-hmm. injury insider here when it comes to all things sports injuries. So. Good news there, Sam, in the cards to yeah. a CMC's calf strain. And it's going to be a major factor here. But also getting Elijah Mitchell going here would also be a huge one-two punch. Because this is why it saved him, right? And I shouldn't say saved, because you know what? A lot was made about Christian McCaffrey's workload. Oh, and we've had, had it, that on so much on
3: this show. And you know what?
1: Triggered I'll many say this. If they did not get that one seed, this would be a major talking point. Because getting hurt, potentially, and missing this game against the Rams now doesn't mean anything if, if it did, if it did, that's a major concern. You would have probably had Elijah yeah.
3: Mitchell and Jordan Mason as your one-two punch in the backfield there, and you know, thank God we don't have to answer the question of what that would have looked like. Uh, I mean, obviously Mitchell and Mason they're going to get plenty of run this Saturday against the Rams, so I mean, we, we will get a sense of what it would look like, but just without the urgency there. I'll say it as this: I'm going ch- look at it from the positive standpoint—the fact that McCaffrey should be back and ready to go in time for the divisional round. You have a chance to really kind of bolster your running back depth here. Let's get a, you know some more run for Mitchell, some more run from Mason. Maybe we see TDP this weekend. Let's get some serious depth here going here with the with the Niners here at running back. And I'm not saying you work all four of those running backs in uh, during a playoff run, but I would like to see again. We've we've seen so much from McCaffrey this year. We've seen such an inc- a massive workload for him this year uh, for a guy with an injury history and a head coach who's got a history of. Kind of getting guys injured, Um, so the fact that he is as as the injury is not as severe as it is certainly a massive positive here. But the other positive is good. Yeah, you get a chance to really kind of build up your running back depth, and let's see if we can get either Mitchell or Mason to be a guy who, you know, five six touches a game in the playoffs to spell McCaffrey just a little bit. Uh, Because the uh, any bit of freshness you can keep on McCaffrey's legs, the deeper you go into the playoffs, going to be absolutely huge for this offense.
1: Where are your concerns, Niners fans, if any? Because right now, the Niners are the number one seed in the NFC, and I have 0.00 concerns with this squad outside of health, which I think is going to take care of itself because you have this one seed. See, that's the thing. If they didn't get it, then health, then the depth, all that would be tested. But now that plantar fascia with Eric Armstead gets to heal more. That solves my defensive run game. Right, That solves that for me because we've seen without him. Teams have been able to run on him. So that solves that problem. Christian McCaffrey in the offense. If we're all you know, in agreement that he is the Swiss Army knife, he is the cog to this engine that it unlocks everything. If he gets some rest here now. Those will those take care of themselves. So the health aspect, I'm good with because you have all of this time now. Any other concerns outside of that? Brock Purdy, the quarterback, you <laughs> said a bounce back performance. He's feeling good. And his head coach, Felt great about how he responded.
2: He studied his tail off all week, practiced well, knew some of the reasons. He made some mistakes in the game before and just treated like any other week. And I think it's good to get out there and didn't have any picks today, which I think would be good to not have to answer questions on those. But I thought it was a hell of a deal for him. I mean, had a lot of real good quarterbacks in this organization and you know, just being told in there that he broke the record for the all-time yards in a year. I think that's a pretty big accomplishment by him and everyone else in there. So it's cool to do that today and, and to lock up the one seed.
1: I mean, it's pretty incredible, right? Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. And he's going to lean into that. that. That's the nickname, and you got to keep that name. Chip on the shoulder, whatever. But it's become ironic at this point, because he's been anything but irrelevant for this franchise. He comes in as the third quarterback last year, and doesn't skip a beat. In fact, not only that, he raises the offense. And then he gets hurt. Then he has major injuries, Sam. Torn ligaments in his elbow. So an arm that is already limited when it comes to strength could potentially become more limited. Trey Lance, what's going on? You invested all this draft capital. Now you bring in Sam Darnold, obviously a former uh, top five pick in the draft. He's got all the physical intangibles. USC, fight on, big school, all that. And what does he do? Goes in here, has an MVP type of season. Doesn't look back even after the worst loss of his NFL career, in his short NFL career, comes back as a clean game, two touchdowns, no sacks, no picks, no fumbles. And this is where the 49ers are. And let's not they look have past their guy that. locked in.
3: And let's not look past that. He, did, no. he had the worst game of his young career. He absolutely could have let that drag on him. I'll be honest, I never was worried about that because, as I said earlier, like the mental makeup of this kid is absolutely stellar. I don't think this guy... Because that's not going to be the only bad game he has in his career. Like I said last week, Tom Brady had six games where he threw four interceptions. Peyton Manning had six games where he threw four or more interceptions, including a game, I believe, his rookie year where he threw six interceptions in
1: a game. He threw, like, uh, 28 his rookie season.
3: Yeah, so lots of great quarterbacks have had lots of bad games. It happens. And Brock has shown that when he has a bad game... He's not going to let it carry over to the next week. He's not going to let it impact his performance. It's going to be very hard for him to have a prolonged slump because, as you know, to, as our friend Tony in Oakland likes to say, he has that energy. He's in he the just, zone. He is in that
1: zone. Tony, but, I, Tony's on my. I don't know. She tried to check me on a quote. That was clearly wrong, and then she tried to check me on it. I was like, "No, get your oh, facts straight. You get get you. back to me." But hey, go Steiny on her for a I, I, I love it when
3: Tony's in her zone, but no, she absolutely calls it right though when she talks about Brock being in that zone. He just he is locked in in a way that you 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 want your franchise quarterback to be, and that's why I'm so excited to see just how much better he does get. Uh, I want to shout out our YouTube chat uh, powered by First First NorCal Credit Union. They brought up two other things that I think uh, are actually probably a little bit of a concern. First off, uh, Lori Matt Lori, uh, Phoenix. Uh, we love her. Uh, she brought up, Hopefully you know, ray, ray McLeod is coming back. Uh, the return game, Spadoni, and ray, and uh, Ronnie Bell, whenever he goes back to, to receive a punt. Niner fans, I feel like they're holding their breath every time that happens. Anytime Ronnie Bell's on the field, it seems like 49er fans are holding their breath there. Uh, with McLeod coming back, Danny Gray is a couple weeks away, too. Rob, We asked Rob Sascarero last week, you know, when do you pull the plug on Ronnie Bell? He said you should have pulled the plug already. It's getting to the point where, yeah, like you can't trust Ronnie Bell out there on the field, and especially when it comes to kick returns. Number 10, returning punts. We all know how bad that can get here in uh, 49ers lore. I mean, number 10, is that just a cursed number for the 49ers?
1: Well, I was watching the games yesterday, yes. And I was watching the games yesterday, all the muff punts since college, I get it. But that's the one thing that could always change in a game, right? Special teams, turnovers, all that sort of stuff. Hell, the 49ers won a game on a special teams turnover. Uh, touchdown, Talano Hufanga, probably the play of his career thus far, against the uh, Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. So yeah, I guess. I mean, but if that's what we're going to go to, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like a kick return, a punt returns. Eh, I, I that's fine. If if you're really that concerned about it, I get it. That's not really on the highest. So well, we've sperma. seen
3: how games can go off the rails it by is. a muff
1: punt. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about that though. If they really needed to, they could put Debo back there. They could put one of their guys. Are you okay if okay Push with Debo going to back there though? Again, yeah, the because again, Debo's guy catch it. That's right. That's if true. But, okay, but hands, anyone can
3: fair catch it. Well, that's though.
1: the thing. Then just tell them the fair catcher to get the hell out of the way. It's not that difficult to you know to go around that. And if Kyle Shanahan can't figure that out,
3: I, don't I, I would like to see again with Raymond McLeod coming back or with Danny Gray come back in a couple weeks. I'd. Just don't put Ronnie Bell back that's there fine. returning punts. Fine, Put him back just there. Fix, yeah. You know that's your fixer. It's an easy fix. Yes, you are right there. But we're talking. First off, we're talking concerns, and the biggest concern is who's returning punts. Let's just keep in mind that that is a good problem to have. I mean, it's a problem, but if that's your biggest problem, you're in a good situation. They got multiple
1: weeks off to see. This is the thing. If they were not having the one seed locked up, these are concerns still. But they got multiple weeks. Guys are going to get healthy. They'll be just fine. Victor in Covina. What's going on, Victor? You're on uh, the morning roast with yeah. Spadoni and Loveman.
0: Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. First time calling. I've been wanting to call you guys all season long. I finally got through. Hey.
1: And you he got the B-Squad. Thanks. Say that again? <laughs> now I was going to say, you, you, you've been listening all year, and this is the first time you got a call. You got the B-Squad. You got Spadoni and Loveman. All good, though. We appreciate it, man.
0: <laughs> hey. My only concern is, and it's been a concern even when Jamie G was there, is the O-line. You know, if we lose Cam Williams, that O-line will not hold up. That is my concern. I mean, you you saw it when when we were playing the Ravens. It's something of concern. What do you guys think? I mean, sure.
1: If they get hurt, like, that's always the thing, though. It's all based on injury. So, yes, um, if... Lane Johnson goes out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Is there concern? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. If any if you lose it,
3: your best offensive lineman. yes. We saw, gonna...
1: again, we saw this in the Super Bowl a couple years ago when Patrick Mahomes didn't have both the starting left and right tackles. They got destroyed and manhandled against Levante David and Dama Sue. Uh, who's my guy? Vita Vea, all those guys in, in Tampa. Like, that's just what happens. It could be the greatest quarterback of all time. If you don't have anyone protecting you, just look at Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So the greatest team I've ever seen that went 17 and 1. Against the New York Giants, O.C. Manura, Michael Strahan, Antonio Pierce, all those guys just battering and bruising that offensive line and that quarterback, and that is something to be, you know, concerned of, but Trent Williams played last week. If you want to keep him out this week, stay healthy, that's fine. He's okay. So, again, if that's what we're going to, uh, injuries, that's for everything. I I can't quantify that. I can't predict that. That just uh, takes care of itself. No one could have predicted Brock Purdy injuring his arm and tearing his ligaments in his elbow and his season in the Niners season being over. No one could have predicted that. So, outside of that, I'm not worried about anything. And I can't worry about injuries right now because that just doesn't do you any good. Um the rest versus rust factor. That's the one thing a lot of people are going to be talking about, how rusty they're going to be, when they finally play. It's going to be a couple weeks till they played any meeting from football. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about that to the media yesterday.
0: I think it can be tough, but it's also it's not just playing. It's how much you practice and everything, too. And, you know, it's so you got to make sure that you prepare for games by practicing and we got a game this week on sunday and that's what you got you know when you give guys the game off practice changes too and that can end up hurting guys a lot and you end up just developing bad habits and you know i've seen it cost a lot of teams so and it's also it does give guys some guys a chance to get healthy but when you do that and you sit people then you know you want to sit you know some of the names you guys mentioned but then Other people got to double up and do a lot more because you only get two guys off a practice squad. Also, if you want to get more than a guy off, more than two off practice squad, we got to cut people on our roster, and then we don't get those guys um, just to get those guys up. So always can end up hurting. You know, you rest players, and that sometimes gets more players injured. So that's all that stuff you got to balance out, and uh, that's why it's uh, not a there's not a clear cut decision on anything. You got to look in each individual and each situation and play it out as the week goes.
1: Are you concerned about the amount of rest the 49ers will have until they play a meaningful playoff game 888-957-9570? But this is where you want to be as a fan. Not worrying about anything for multiple weeks. I mean, we as fans, and we're talking to all the fanatics here, and we love it because Sam is like this, I'm like this, Bonte is you're like this. You have so much mentally invested in teams, and that's why we go so crazy for sports, and that's why we're diehards, and that's why we love this stuff. To have a few weeks off mentally is so nice in football because a loss could drain you for a whole week. We've all been there. How long was that week for 49er fans losing to the Baltimore Ravens? It was a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. as bad as your quarterback looked, Christmas was ruined. Thankfully, it was at night, so you got to enjoy the lead-up to that.
3: But you you went to bed sad on Christmas night. But you
1: don't want that. Yeah. But instead, you enjoyed New Year's. Mm -hmm. So New Year, new 49ers, are they going to get the job done? See, this is the thing. And it's fun. You get to enjoy all the chaos going on this week in football. And there's a lot, by the way. Like this is a perfect time. If you don't have anything invested, this is a perfect weekend to watch sports. I've already mentioned it. You got Bills, Dolphins, that's Sunday Night Football, right? That's gonna yes. decide either the number two seed well, or if the winner, Bills if the Bills win that, they're the number two seed, right?
3: Correct. And the doll if the winner of that I'll put it this way. The winner of that game wins the AFC East and will be the number two seed. The loser of that game, obviously, second in the AFC East. They're going to fall to the number six seed and they're going to have to go to Kansas City for the wild card weekend.
1: Aren't the Bills eliminated if they lose this game, though? Did I see that? We'll look into that. I thought the Bills maybe that's true for the Dolphins for sure. The Dolphins may be locked in. I thought the Bills may be donezo potentially if they lose this game, which would be nuts. Yeah, the Dolphins have clinched. The Bills have not clinched yet. So there's a chance. That's right. Because the Colts and the Texans and the Jaguars. So things, oh, chaos. There could be some chaos this There'll week be some in the serious, AFC. Yeah, because
3: if <laughs> Buffalo loses and Indy or Houston, because Indy's playing Houston. Correct. So they're, one of those is going to lock up. Uh, a spot, and then the Jags. Who the Jags playing this week? The Jaguars then would be playing uh, whatever the Car- other
1: they're playing. Uh, they just played Carolina. They're playing the Titans at yeah. the
3: Titans. So that's gonna be an easy one for them. They'll we'll see. In theory, well, yeah, I mean, in a- a- AFC South, nothing yeah. is uh, nothing is a given. Though they do own the uh, head-to-head uh, tiebreakers over Indy and Houston. So they but yeah, Buffalo yeah. not locked in. If they lose, and if Indy or Houston wins. Yep. They could potentially force Buffalo out of the playoffs there, or at least into the set. They could at least fall into the seventh because spot
1: because I'm looking at the conference. Because well, then that also would mean the what Buffalo- Pittsburgh
3: does too. Pittsburgh could still make the playoffs.
1: Yes, and then the, yeah, I know. I was listening. I was listening to the uh, the the uh, the network show this morning, and they were talking about. I turned on the radio. And we were talking about Pittsburgh Steeler playoff scenarios. Of all the things that happened this weekend, Mason Rudolph. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are on like the 50th part of my list of things that I care about. Could not give two rips about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett being benched and Mike Tomlin and what goes on there. Don't care at all.
3: On the other side, I think we should get into some of these uh, playoff bursts because I'm looking at them right now and... I, Spinoni, I love it when you look at playoff scenarios and you just need like this laundry list of ridiculous things to happen. And I'm looking at some, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers have just two of the most ridiculous lists of if this thing happens, then you have a chance. So I want to get into that on the other side because, yeah, the NFL they're they're branding it the season finale, which is
1: well, what it is technically. The well, yeah, but
3: like you don't finale. need to overhype it. Did you see the logo for it too. No, I have They have like a logo for it too. Like the E is like disconnected. They have like some weird line in the O. I it's it, it's it's un it's needless overhyping of the last weekend of the year, but let's definitely get into that on the other side because you've got the injury report coming up here because the the last week of the NFL, there's gonna be a lot of lot of meaningful games here. And again, looking at some of these clinching scenarios, if some of them play out, it's gonna be one of the more improbable Uh, playoff-clinching scenarios for some teams that we've seen in a while.
1: And Niner fans don't have to worry about any of it, and that is a good place to be. Uh, Real quick, before we get to the injury, Brock Purdy uh, on getting the one seed and getting healthy.
5: There's a lot of guys on our team that have given so much this whole season, week in and week out, and to be able to get a little break is is huge. You know, we haven't had one really since you know the, the bye week, and and so this part of the season, I mean, every team's going through it, but for us to be able to lock up that one seed and get guys healthy going into playoffs is huge for us. So we're excited about that, and then obviously to be able to have two games in the playoffs before the big one is huge. So, yeah.
1: Speaking of injuries, it's time for the injury report. Oh. Threw him under the spot there. Sorry, Sam.
3: It's time for the injury report. It really hurt. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over forty years.
1: I hate when I do that. I try not to, you know, toss when the guy's not looking and stuff like that. I should be better at that. As a, uh, a minute Board a off. Report. That's fine. You know what? It's all right though. Better be. Uh, I'm late I never well, we're did.
3: never early to the injury report go, That's why we're usually late
1: We strive for our excellence here on the morning roast Joe Spadoni in for Bonte Hill Sam Lubman in for Joe Shasky They will be back tomorrow Don't you worry about a thing. Happy New Year to all of you and Happy New Year to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan Who met with the media yesterday And provided updates on Christian McCaffrey And Amberie Thomas CMC has a mild calf strain And will be out this week Caffrey sustained the injury to his cap in the second quarter of Sunday's win over the Commanders and was seen getting the cap taped up on the sideline. There's no indication that this will be a long-term injury and Ambry Thomas is dealing with a broken hand and will be getting surgery today. He will also not be suiting up this weekend against the Rams. The injury report was brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game is sponsored by Fremont Bank Full Service Banking No Compromises. Adam Amin, 830, called the game on Fox Sports alongside uh, Mark Schlereth. All that coming up next. Niners the number 1 seed. Any concerns or are you just chilling, Niners fans? Here on the Morning Roast, 95.7 The Game.
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
0: It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the
2: focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get
0: your podcasts.